Welcome to the Money Mindset Podcast, where you will find the inspiration and motivation you need to manage your money better so you can stress less and live the life you want. This is Ashley with Budgets Made Easy and the Money Mindset Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking with Emma Geyser, who is a registered nurse and creator of nursefern.com. She's a freelance writer and a financial coach, and she recently celebrated 10 years in the field of nursing. She currently works remotely and lives with her dog and husband in Nevada. And we're going to talk with her about some things that um, those in the healthcare field can do financially right now and mentally to deal with this crisis that's going on. And for the rest of us, things that we can do to support those healthcare workers because they really need support, especially emotionally right now. And there's a lot of different things that you can do to help support your friends and family that work in healthcare because they are all affected right now. Not even just those working in the ERs or in the ICU units, you know, everybody is affected. And, you know, it really came out of nowhere for them financially because they could always pick up shifts and work extra jobs. And so, you know, we were talking with Emma about some things that um, if you are affected by that, what you can do financially to kind of help weather the storm and then things that people can do to just help support our healthcare workers. As always, if you're ready to get your finances back on track, start paying off your debt, you can go get the free debt snowball bundle. Get a checklist and worksheet and spreadsheet to help you get started paying off your debt. Go to budgetsmadeeasy.com slash debt dash bundle to get started. Now, welcome, Emma. Hi, Emma. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hey, Ashley. Super excited to be with you. I'm so excited to talk to you, you know, your registered nurse and everything and dealing with this whole crisis going on. Uh, but before we jump into that, can you just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my name's Emma Geyser. I am a registered nurse. I also am the creator of a site called Nurse Fern. And if anybody is listening that is in the healthcare community, especially, especially emergency services, Fern has a, is an acronym for effing ER nurse. And I took it and reappropriated it as a former ER nurse to the financially enlightened nurse. I have paid off a significant amount of debt and now I work with nurses in the healthcare community in money education and financial coaching. So I know you're dealing with, um, you know, financial stuff right now and healthcare. So can you kind of just give us an idea of like maybe some of the financial challenges right now for those working in healthcare? Because I think a lot of people misunderstand kind of what they're going through financially with this crisis. They just think, oh, well, they're in healthcare. They're fine. They have jobs. They have lots of work to do. Healthcare is experiencing something really interesting right now. Because even at the beginning of this pandemic, we saw ourselves as being recession proof. Mm -hmm. Everybody always needs healthcare. Um, the ERs are always going to be packed. But what happened was that when states started shutting things down and hospitals started creating disaster plans, they canceled all of their uh, elective surgeries and mm -hmm. anything that could wait, they decided to push off. And then the outpatient clinics and doctor's offices and dentists, they all closed. They're staying at home like the rest of us right now. Mm -hmm. So now there's a ton of healthcare workers that aren't working. And the mentality has always been overall that if you needed extra money, you'd just pick up an extra shift. No big deal because they're always available, but they aren't right now. Um, also, a lot of physicians get paid by patient 
And even though these COVID patients are really sick and they are coming into the ERs and using tons of resources, physicians that get paid in certain ways are seeing a much lower pay rate at this point too. Uh, so overall, everybody's being affected. We're being furloughed. We're quarantining because we're sick. Hours are just being reduced in general. It's really interesting to watch it happen because I've never seen it happen before in my career. Wow. And so have you been affected personally by that? I have. I've actually been asked to take a day off uh, over the past two weeks. So I've had two eight-hour shifts now that I've decided not to get paid for. And like, so you're not using like PTO time or sick time, like you're just not getting paid. I'm not getting paid because I want to save my PTO because I want to take a vacation when this is all over. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you there. I don't blame you at all. Um, And I know like um, I have family members that work in healthcare as well. And, you know, they only have so much sick time. Of course, each place is different, I'm sure, but I've seen it as a general trend with them. Like even no matter where they work, it's kind of like the same type of system where like their time off, whether it's like a holiday and they're, you know, like for a doctor's office, it's closed. So it, it's all in one pool. So sickness, vacation, uh, holidays, like it's all in one bank. So like if they do get sick, like they could lose money whenever the office is closed for Christmas and things like that. So are you, um, have any experience with that as well? Or in general, it really depends on your institution what their policy is. Some places have sick time built in with PTO and they find that that reduces the amount of sick calls they get because Mm -hmm. they're tied together. Other places have PTO, sick time, long-term sick leave. um, And it really is hospital by hospital right now or institution by institution with what their policy is for how they're handling the sick time, the furloughs, all of that right now. Gotcha. So for those that are, you know, furloughed, um, are you, are you seeing that even in the hospital setting as well? So like not, I mean, I know a lot of doctor's offices, um, are just shut down, um, for right now, dentists and everything, but even in the hospital setting, are you seeing the same, um, things? I've spoken with a few nurses who have been furloughed and they are receiving some amount of compensation, but then others aren't. Uh, and I don't know how it's being decided who's getting paid and who isn't uh, and what a potential rehire and bring back on process would be at that point. Gotcha. Now, do you have any uh, tips or advice for somebody that is in healthcare um, that you know maybe they are still working, but of course it sounds like anybody at this point could be furloughed or asked to stay home, uh, for a certain period of time, you know, just to try and save the hospital or doctor's office or whatever, uh, money. Do you have any tips or advice for somebody that needs to prepare for that loss of income? I've been talking a lot about right now, getting your emergency fund and cash savings together, because that is really the cushion that you need in the short term if something like a furlough or unpaid, or even if your dual income and your spouse is already stuck at home unpaid. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really a unique time. Like I said, we can't just pick up extra shifts to make up that difference anymore. So having to get a budget together and find the extra money and put it aside and really be intentional about this is what is there for me when things aren't going very well. And that time is right now. And not to feel guilty because a lot of people are saying, oh, you should have had this bill already. But 
just make a plan now. And even just the $5 you put in there, that's five extra dollars for your emergency that you've claimed, you've said you are for my emergency. Absolutely. Um, how much do you recommend to have in your emergency fund? Some people recommend a thousand. Um, you know, I think with this whole thing going on, if you can save more than that, I would recommend that. Um, do you have an amount that you recommend people to save? I always start with the general three to six months. I think it's a really good rule of thumb and mm -hmm. like everything, once you get to that point and you get a really good handle on your cash flow and your own budget, you can decide from there if you need more. Uh, I think it definitely depends too. Like if you're a younger nurse who could move back home quickly, no big deal. Uh, you obviously don't need much in the short term in your emergency fund. But if you're married and you have kids, a mortgage, a lot more responsibilities, you're going to need more money sitting in there, most likely to make you feel more comfortable too. Absolutely. Now with this whole situation going on, I think a lot of our uh, perspectives have changed, you know, just like you said that, you know, before, especially in healthcare, you could just pick up an extra shift and work extra and all those things. So what advice would you give somebody that is a new RN and coming into this <laughs> crisis, uh, you know, for preparing in the future, like what, what would be your number one piece of advice financially for them? To get because a lot of us have student loans to get your debt under control, get probably what everybody should be doing, get your yeah, emergency fund definitely. in place, <laughs> contribute to retirement, get life insurance, all the things that you need. Nurses are typically terrible too. We talk about death all the time. Uh, we're faced by it, but we don't create our own wills and advanced directives. Um, that's something that's really coming to the forefront right now that I see healthcare talking about that they are truly fearing this virus and they want to make sure everything's in place for their family before they go to work. Absolutely. I mean, I would imagine that a lot of families are thinking about that now. Um, you know, I was in law enforcement for 10 years. So, you know, <laughs> ER nurses and us, you know, we get along really well because we think a lot like that. Uh, and, you know, they need to have their wills and everything together too. I mean, all first responders, everybody should, but definitely if you're on the front lines of this, that you need to you know, have all your papers in place and, um, you know, your do not resuscitate or your healthcare, um, power of attorney and your, uh, just your regular power of attorney, you know, all that stuff. Um, you need to go ahead and get it ready because, you know, like we were talking before, um, and of course you, uh, expand on this, but you know, you were talking about how people are on ventilators so much longer than, just a regular illness when they have to be on a ventilator. So, you know, if you're on a ventilator for a month, somebody's got to pay your bills. They've got to take care of your kids and, you know, take care of everything while you're in the hospital. It's just really, I think it's really important too. It offers you a level of comfort when you have all of these things in place. So you can worry about what's important and emergent right now, not all the what ifs because you've already taken care of that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and one thing I did just think of uh, to add to that list of things, just, you know, paperwork wise is to make sure that you have like your financial documents together, like your passwords and your usernames and where stuff is, especially with your spouses. And if, um, another, like if you and your spouse both get, both get sick, you know, somebody needs to know where that information is so they can take care of it for you. So, you know, put together a, a you know, a little binder that has it, like somebody can open it and know exactly what to do with your stuff. And, you know, just like you said, that'll um, help lower your 
stress about the what ifs because it's just, it's already taken care of and you can just focus on work and yourself and your family. Exactly. Uh, do you have, um, I know you have some ideas for ways to support your healthcare community right now. What are some of those uh, ways that we can help reach out to you guys uh, right now? I think you said it best right there. The most comforting and important thing right now is a reach out, sending a text message, letting somebody know that you're thinking of them and asking them if there's anything simple that they need that they're afraid to do. Like more so than ever, I'm, my colleagues are saying things like, I can't go to the grocery store when I get off work. I worry that if I go, I'm going to be exposing people unknowingly and I'm going to be causing more harm, even though I was just helping people. Uh, simple things like, yeah, asking for a healthcare worker's grocery list and dropping the groceries at their door or adding it to your Instacart order, sending a text message, just telling them I'm staying home today for you. Things like that, it's very small things that make a huge difference because obviously none of us can really get our hands on the PPE that's needed at this point, but there are things you can do individually for each person. Absolutely. Now you mentioned PPE. Now I have seen, you know, a lot of people saying to, you know, if you've got some at home, you know, cause a lot of us have like masks from just painting or, you know, woodworking or whatever, sanding and stuff like that, automotive stuff. Now, do hospitals, at least in your area, I'm sure you don't know nationwide, but, you know, for like your hospital or um, area, is that something that we can go and just donate to the hospital? Because I've heard it both, both ways, like some won't take it, some will take it. Yeah, it really depends on the needs of each hospital at this point. I think many of them are accepting any level of PPE. And I would just suggest calling the hospital's main number and asking if they have a donation point set up. Oh, that's a great idea. I didn't even think about like an actual point to drop it off. That's smart. I'm sure that they have thought about that and have it all set up. You know, I've just been in my house for weeks. So, you know, I feel like my brain is slowing down. <laughs> I to break the cocoon open. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm slowly losing it over here. So yes, check on your healthcare workers. You know, there's so many, I, I know that probably everyone listening know somebody that is working in healthcare right now. So I love that idea of even just a simple text message and see, you know, how they're doing and, um, give them an outlet to talk. And you know what, um, I've noticed also is people, um, are wanting to reach out, you know, not just text messages, like actual phone calls and video chats and stuff where we didn't necessarily do that before. So I hope that that continues. So, you know, please ch check on your, um, friends and family that work in the medical field, especially ones that are working right now, like, and are dealing with this crisis. Um, and, you know, even the ones that are having to stay home right now that aren't getting paid and things like that. So um, I love those ideas. Uh, do you have any other like last words of wisdom or pieces of advice for, you know, it doesn't even have to be uh, people dealing with uh, the financial side, but even just, you know, the healthcare side and you know, what more, is there any more that we can do besides just staying at home, washing your hands, like anything you want to reiterate to people that are listening? Oh my goodness. I mean, really it is that simple. It's just staying home and washing your hands. And don't Not, touch your face. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't touch, touch your, your face. face. <laughs> I have no idea who the original Twitter was that said it, but 
your 401k is like your face. Don't touch it. Yes. <laughs> That's so true. Yes. And you should not do either one of those right now. <laughs> Just don't do it. Uh, all right. And I always ask people, uh, you know, what their favorite nonfiction book is, you know, help us improve our lives. But um, I believe you have a favorite fiction book that's interesting that you want to talk about. I am just solely living day to day in quarantine off of Philippa Gregory's uh, historical fiction about um, the Queens in England. It's amazing. (laughs) And that's helping you, you know, cope with all of the stress and everything, right? (laughs) Oh yeah. I can read about their problems with diseases from another time and go, wow, things really haven't changed. (laughs) Oh no. Things are a little, well, I don't know right now, but we have better hand washing now. <laughs> yeah. We have running water. So it like, you know, washes the germs away. <laughs> and we drink water instead of mead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to check those out. I actually haven't even heard of that. So um, I'll have to uh, check it out. So wait, just, I haven't actually picked up a nonfiction book in a little while. And it, I think it's really just because I've needed an escape. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. to totally dive into a book and not have to think about self-improvement or learning something. Just really being able to let go and get into a story. Hey, we all need that from time to time. I mean, we really do. So <laughs> read some medical, uh, you know, way back when books <laughs> get you. I do have a nursing book I'm gunning to read that I never read as a new grad, but I see it recommended all the time. And I think the title is something like, Oops, I almost killed you. What? (laughs) And it's like the things they never taught you in nursing school. And I keep meaning to pick it up because I'm just curious what it says. (laughs) Right. I'd be like, oh, I did that. No. (laughs) I've seen some things. I've been a nurse for 10 years now. So I'm like, huh. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I can imagine. (laughs) Now, uh, it was so much fun talking to you today. But uh, where can people find more about you? I am on Instagram. I'm nurse.fern, and that's F-E-R-N. And then I also have my website, www.nursefern.com. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today, and I hope that you stay safe and keep reading your books to stay sane and let us know if you need anything. Thanks, Ashley. This was fun. Thanks. Thank you so much to Emma for being with us today. Don't forget to go check her out on Instagram or her website, nursefern.com. And you can also go grab your debt snowball bundle to get your finances in order. Start paying off your debt and stressing less about money. Go to budgetsmadeeasy.com slash debt dash bundle. And I will see you guys soon.